0: Beer with Buffy is a retro-analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spin-off Angel. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear.
1: A couple hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. Time you're an investigator? More or less. Today, because if you're a curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. I'm
0: your boss. Or else
1: you might feel a moment of true happiness.
0: You got already an addiction at a brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except for the bulk of it I was nearly tortured. Becoming Volt again. You're a demon hunter. Rude demon hunter. hunter. And kill everyone. It's
1: fucking fantastic. I love that sound. (laughs) Thanks, Cornelia. I always appreciate
0: your respect. That one wasn't quite as satisfying as usual.
1: Yeah, it's not as good with a twist-off bottle.
0: No. But, hey! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ale with Angel. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. And today marks our hundredth episode of this fucking podcast. skir well, 100th episode of the Beer with Buffy and subsequent a- Ale with Angel bo- podcast.
1: And also, fuck-a-doodle-doo! Yeah, holy shit! That's a lot of episodes! It is a lot of
0: episodes! Goddamn! Congratulations, and thank you for being here with us! Yes, thank you so very, very much. Today on Ale with Angel, we are reviewing the season finale of season one... Of Angel, episode 22, to Sanshu in LA. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. I actually uh, read it on the Wikipedia. It is a call to an old movie called To Live and to Die in LA. Okay. I and it's a play it, on the word Sanshu because of the episode. Oh, and
1: yeah. oh I like that. Yeah. That's really cool. It's, clever.
0: it's uh, very clever. I was
1: wondering if it was a reference to Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything.
0: <laughs> I don't even know
1: what that is. I don't even remember what it's about other than uh, some drag queens in a shitty convertible car driving across the country. <laughs> and I think they started or were in L.A. at some point in time. So it could have been a reference. Who knows? But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, I'm kind of pissed because Punxsutawney Phil fucking lied to us, rats. <laughs> that bastard. That rat bastard. <laughs> Pun intended.
0: <laughs> Yesterday
1: got up to 52 fucking degrees Fahrenheit after over a week of nonstop
0: freezing temperatures. Spring oh, it just. Was, it was bad.
1: It was. <laughs> oh, you mean the week. Not not the warmth.
0: No, no, the, the cold-ass weather. Was, right. It got really bad.
1: Yeah, and then spring just fucking crammed right through the door like, It's cold in there, Jerry. Well, of course it is. It's a cold room. Cute laugh track. But no, I was all fucking hunkered down. I was like, well, this is it. Winter's finally here. The big one. The one I've been dreading since last fall fucking spring you want to fucking do this winter? let's fucking do this give it to me winner give me all you got and then it's like oh you actually want to uh oh never mind i'm gonna f- go see what texas is up to <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah texas yeah. got boned
1: he sure did and you know obviously this episode's going to air a couple of weeks after all that shit actually went down but we're yeah. right now we're just coming off of that.
0: Actually, fun fact this episode is going to air after the first day of spring. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing March 21st. Uh, <laughs> no. This episode will air on the 25th.
1: Don't mess with me, pork chop. What day is today?
0: Today's the first.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't say February 2nd. No. Groundhog Day. <laughs> it isn't Groundhog it's not. Day. No. <laughs> I feel so much better. Well, Rex, would you like to do the honors of giving us a list of all of our executive goddamn
0: producers and Patreon supporters? I would like to get to the words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck a doodle do.
0: <laughs> I would like to list off our fantabulous executive producers.
1: I thought you were going to say you'd like to fuck a doodle doo. No, that's
0: your job. uh, Well, it's practically the same thing anyway. (laughs) You get the honors. So our executive producers, who, without their support, this show could just not happen, are Karen Moon, Chris V-Man, Patrick J.F. A lot of new names. Yeah, I think, on top of the fact that we have some new patrons, I think people keep changing their names. Right? (laughs) I don't recognize any of these. (laughs) Hilly Hilfman? I can't pronounce that one very well. I can't well. help you. <laughs> Scarlett Choi, Julia Lindauer, Simo Pinty, Meredith McCaslin, Rose Clark, C in quotes heaps, Andy Burgess, Kfro Gnome, Father Defenestrato, de DeBurr. Mathewin, You had Methuen. trouble with that a couple episodes Methuen ago. DeBurr. There it is. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Kelly McAdams, Jesse Rain, and Carrie Phillips. Thank you so much. Without you, this show literally is not possible. By the way, that was Janella Lindauer, and I'm sure that's she will what never I said, forgive me. You.
1: you said Julia or something. Oh. Well, I I have trouble pronouncing the simplest of words. That's alright. She got a free coloring book. She can <laughs> she can live with it. She'll be fine. Um, Rex isn't sorry, and I can't be sorry for him. So that's that. Also, on top of that, if you want a way to support us for free All you have to do is review us on iTunes. Yes. You know, that obscure platform (laughs) that nobody's ever heard of because nobody ever uses it. It's so hipster like that. iTunes, Google it (laughs) or ask Jeeves about it. Oh, God. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so all you have to do if you want to support us for free is review us on iTunes. And we will mail you free shit. I've said this before and I haven't been keeping up with it. But, fuck it. What do you want? Candy? Small toys? We are not above bribing you for your love! One five-star iTunes review. Prove to us that you sent it with a screenshot and an email. And how about a Beer with Buffy sticker? Or a bottle opener? You got it! Bam! Yeah, you know what? All this applies to existing reviews, too. All you have to do is redeem it with an email proving to us that you wrote that review. Open up your review like you're going to edit it, screenshot it, cancel, or... Continue to edit it if you want to, you know, preferably say nice things about us. <laughs> yes, hey, please. these guys are great. You should listen to them. Five stars, that'd be great. And then email that screenshot to us, and you get free shit. We also have to email us your address so you can get your free shit. Oh, wow.
0: So, see,
1: I blew Rex's mind with free um, shit.
0: Well, no, I so your joke about iTunes made me think, hmm. I wonder what percentage of downloads we're getting through iTunes. (laughs) And Spotify is now our number one source of downloads. That's just crazy talk. It's followed by Apple Podcasts and iTunes. But hey, Spotify tops Apple Podcasts and iTunes combined. Oh, neat. Apparently, Apple Podcasts and iTunes are separate categories. That's weird. And then our fourth in line is Overcast, which I've never heard of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> didn't you set it up oh yeah but most most podcast services just use your itunes feed oh i see. just so, automatically a y- bunch of them pull from itunes yep oh that's neat yeah it, it made setting up podcasts way easier so you know thank you for that all you podcast providers
1: super sweet
0: and simple. yes
1: uh also we did get some voicemails Yes, we did. Some of it was just fan mail goozing over us like you do because we're awesome like that. And some of it was responses to our special episode hashtag I Stand With Charisma uh, which we won't be airing them as we promised on that episode. And uh, if you want us to air a voicemail, please let us know in the voicemail and we can edit that part out or text us through the same number or email us or whatever. Just let us know that you want it aired. And Make your message substantial enough for us to want to air it. You'd better be A, funny, B, waxing philosophical, specifically about the Buffyverse, or C, fucking shwasted, (laughs) and therefore you'd better either be funny or waxing philosophical.
0: I'd take yelling at us. Like... (laughs) We can work with it yelling at us.
1: Absolutely.
0: Again, that falls under the umbrella of funny. Yes. Probably. Just something for us to work with. We we <laughs> would love to have the interaction with you, our fans, whatever you think. Verbal abuse, as long as there's a hint of irony, yeah. we can take it. Or we just won't air it if we don't think it's funny. None of you have really met me in person, but I don't have any issues with not enough ego. <laughs> <laughs> right? Feed the ego. <laughs>
1: Here, boy. You want some... Uh, I just paid a quarter for this kibble. I will eat your fucking kibble right out of your hand
0: <laughs> like a goat. Ah! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. On on with the show. So, as I said at the top, uh, this is our hundredth episode of doing this podcast together. One hundred! And I really wanted to do something very special for the podcast, for our fans, a little torturous, and something particularly for you, Josh. I've been... I'm terrified right now. <laughs> I've been slowly learning Audacity, which is where we edit the podcast. uh uh-huh. um, Not necessarily to take over editing of this podcast from you, because I don't think I could do it justice. Really? But... You sure you can have it? <laughs> <laughs> but... For some other stuff that I'm working on, I got inspired, and I just wanted to make something and play it for you and our fans. Oh my god. Yes. All right, yeah. This
1: motherfucker told me yesterday, by the way, I've got a surprise for you tomorrow, and I'm like, god damn it, don't tell me you have a surprise for me. It's the worst of both worlds. It's like, now I know that there's going to be a surprise, and I get to sit and stew about it for 24 hours. (laughs) Dick. Whatever, I hope you enjoyed that anyway, yes. so
0: we're we're listening to it now, yep, all right. There once was a pair of friends you see, and they love to laugh inappropriately. They were so bored in need of fun, so they'd start a podcast show. Ha! Hey, it's beer with Buffy time, so grab your beer and coffee and wine, okay, the episode's done. It's time to start the show. Ha! The chosen one just moved to town. Her watcher tells her what's going down. Shy Willow shows her around. And nice guy Xander's there. Ha! Oh, it's time for dramatic reading. This scene here's not so succeeding. Next scene, though, quite filled with meaning. Kool-Aid entrance, oh yeah. Ha! Hey, it's beer with coffee time. <laughs> so grab your beer and coffee and wine. Okay, the episode's done. It's time to start the show. Ha! How'd this one make you feel? Can we say it had great appeal? What more surprises may next reveal? What's your quote of the day? So yes, I got inspired and I made a beer with Buffy shanty. Holy shit!
1: (laughs) I was not expecting that. I've never heard you try to balls out sing before. I can't do it well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... The rhythm needed a little help, but that was fucking impressive, regardless.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm not a musical person, and uh, the rhythm was hard.
1: <laughs> it, it was,
0: it was still really good. Thank you. I I was the lyrics alone sold it. I learned through uh, a friend of ours who uh, Austin, a friend of ours who often posts. Uh, Facebook status is about song lyrics and changing up song, song lyrics. A few years back, I learned that I kind of have a knack for swapping out song lyrics like Weird Al. Okay. And I got inspired by the Kitty Man shanty (laughs) and the TikTok trend of doing pirate shanties. I saw
1: something about that on John Oliver,
0: and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. The world was obsessed with shanties for a week? I missed that. It's a TikTok thing. It's a Gen Z thing. We're too old. (laughs) Um, But I have a couple of friends who are super into TikTok, and they were like, oh my god, shanties. And I just got inspired, and I, I fucking put together as a celebration of 100 episodes of Beer with Buffy, the Beer with Buffy ch- Shanty. Well,
1: that's something fucking special. <laughs> See, I had no fucking ideas for something special, so
0: way to pull it together. And I got I to level with you. I lied to you. Last weekend, I really didn't want to record because I wasn't done with it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I just needed a little bit more time.
1: I don't even remember why we didn't rec- why you told me we didn't record last. I weekend.
0: told you I wasn't in the mood for it. I wasn't in the right headspace. I, I needed a break, but that just wasn't the truth. I really needed more time to finish the damn shanty. Oh, because this was hard.
1: <laughs> That's okay because
0: I did kind of need a break. So, whatever. So, there you go. There was your surprise. Yeah,
1: worth it. Fantastic.
0: (laughs) And you know what? I will upload that for download on our Patreon page. So, if you want to to download the Beer with Buffy Shanty, be my guest.
1: Yeah. Or you can just rip it straight from the podcast with all Uh, your... That, that too. With all your audio (laughs) editing skills. (laughs) Well, on that note it's time for bad wine tasting with bad wine <laughs> yeah because we got our beer we got our coffee it's time for the wine <laughs> and it's 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 fake beer it's ginger beer yeah, it's got- delicious but you know we I, I got one of us has to be an alcoholic and I am just gonna take one for the team so this week I am drinking I guess it's called juggernaut uh, check, look on the bat the rear
0: oh. label is easier to read the
1: yeah, Juggernaut Hillside Cabernet. It is a Cabernet
0: Sauvignon vintage 2018 from California, and it has by far the greatest damn label I've ever seen for any wine ever. It
1: is really gorgeous. If you google it, I don't I almost suspect that they might have unique labels for different shipments because this is some gorgeous hand-drawn art. It looks like something out of an anime from Yeah. What's that one, uh, Princess Mononoke? Yeah, it reminds me very much of that. But it's a lion with blue gums and uh, (laughs) I want to say talons, claws. And it's
0: it's fucking amazing. It's It's, wispy and amazing,
1: and ooh, the bottle is fantastically large and heavy.
0: No, that label reminds me of the video game Okami. Do you remember that fucking game? Uh, Of course, I I remember that. It was amazing. It
1: is, and that's exactly that the art from that. Yeah. Well, and Okami reminded me a lot of Princess Mononoke. Yeah. And you Okami know, is Japanese art. <laughs> yeah. It's very well, it's cell
0: shaded, very anime style, traditional. Oh, yeah. Okami was by far one of the best GameCube games that was ever made. They actually remade it, I think, for. The Wii, or I can't remember, but it was original. It, it was Game the Wii, Cube. and I bought it for the
1: Wii, and it was terrible using the Wii Motes for oh, it. Oh
0: God, I can imagine.
1: So <laughs> here on bad wine tasting with bad wine, I'm afraid to announce that this might actually be good wine, <laughs> even though I only paid twenty, like twenty bucks for the bottle. That's more
0: than you usually pay. It for is your slightly wine.
1: more than I usually pay. So, oh. and I tend to only stick. Oh my. Well, he's over there drinking ginger beer. Uh, The ginger beer
0: out of the bottle is so much better than out of the can.
1: It really is. So I tend (laughs) to only stick with Cabernet Sauvignons because it's my favorite type of wine. I might branch out at some point. I'm not there yet. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this time, instead of completely shoehorning it in, I'm going to take a sip of the wine and then I'm going to try to find a word that actually applies to the wine instead of the other way around. (laughs) Oh, that is really good. <laughs> and I, I had some last night. It was just sitting there winking me in the face. I was like, no, no, I must have saved it for the 100th episode. And it was like, shut up and drink me. A- oh, okay. Also, I've been watching the new remake of Fruits Basket. And like every single episode is making me cry like a fucking baby. So that's my excuse.
0: Okay, okay. I, I'm i not a wine guy, but I decided I needed to try this, so I'm going to try just a little bit of it. Okay, that's actually really good wine. It is really good. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it's still wine, so, you know, I'd rather have whiskey, but. <laughs> and I'm not guaranteeing that I'm going to use these
1: terms right, but hey, this is a learning experience for all of us. <laughs> hey, it's bad wine tasting. Apparently the nose is the aroma or smell or bouquet of a wine. Which, honestly, I'm not getting much of a nose off of this wine. I wouldn't call it herbal. I'd say it's got a really good balance between being dry and sweet. Because those are opposite
0: of each other, right? Yes, I think so. It's definitely less tart. Tart, that's the other one. Than a lot of other wines. Because I think the
1: more tart, then the more dry a want dry a wine that is lacking in the perception of sweetness i'd say this is a perfect mid-range
0: yeah, the bi- the bad wine tasting doesn't work as well when you get
1: good wine josh <laughs> i know i'm sorry <laughs> here we go elegant um it is i this is definitely an elegant wine elegant a wine that possesses finesse with subtle flavors that are in balance and that i think really well describes this wine this is an elegant wine uh, it has depth, a wine with several layers of flavor, an aspect of complexity. It's got a, I'd say, it's got a tart start, and then a, a dry sweet finish. What? It can't have a dry I, sweet finish. It dry is the opposite <laughs> of sweet. No, it's got a
0: sweet start and then a dry finish. To me, it mostly just tastes like grapes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like really good grapefruit. All right. Damn it! It's like really good grape juice. Yes, that's that's perfectly accurate.
0: And you know why I don't like wine? I don't particularly like grapes. Ah, eh, well, that's unfortunate.
1: <laughs> so there we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna read up on some more of these and try to have something a little more prepared next time. So this has been another segment of bad wine tasting with Josh. And next time, maybe
0: you should get bad
1: wine. I don't want it. This <laughs> wine is so good,
0: though. I'll try it, guys. Juggernaut. It's gorgeous and it's delicious. Finally, we get to the pressing business. It's time for a parental synopsis. buck It's about goddamn time. Yeah. Joshua.
1: What are you doing, Joshua? Nothing. What? Why do you ask? What have I told you about summoning demons from the underworld? That you wish you'd never had me, and why in the <laughs> hell didn't mom take full custody? And what else and that I better not make a mess or you'll put a bomb in my bedroom and curse me to see endless nightmarish visions of all the suffering throughout the world actually uh, what I said was I'll give you something to cry about but that's not inaccurate (laughs) wasn't there something about eat your vegetables and do the dishes or I'll murder your oracles I don't remember that one at all (laughs) oh oh, maybe I'm thinking of uh... oh that's right In Angel Season 1, Episode 22, (laughs) Wesley translates the scroll to mean that Angel is prophesied to Shanshu, or die, and recommends Angel visit the oracles. Wolfram and Hart summon a demon to do a raising. Then that demon, Voka, kills the oracles, curses Cordelia to see horrific, crippling, nonstop visions of pain hospitalizing her. While Angel visits her in the hospital and Wesley is finding reference books, Voka steals the scroll from Angel's weapon cap cabinet. Upon Wesley's return, he finds a bomb in the cabinet which promptly explodes. Angel witnesses the explosion from outside and quickly saves Wesley, then heads to Wolfram & Hart to get the scroll back because he needs it to cure Cordelia. Wolfram & Hart finish their raising ritual as Angel fights Voka and escape with the box full of whatever the fuck they raised. Angel kills Voka and chops off Lindsay's hand to get the scroll back. Wesley uses it To release Cordelia's brain from the curse, and then two days later realizes he misinterpreted the word Shanshu, which actually means to live or something, meaning Angel gets to be a real boy someday after many trials and tribulations. Lindsay and Holland swear their revenge on Angel as Lila pokes at the crate containing a newly resurrected Darla. Darla?
0: Darla! 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 Darla. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. Oh, I was waiting for that. (laughs) Ladies,
1: gentlemen, spiny headed looking creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, vampire, vampire. As soon as the sun goes down, vampire, vampire. Competition
0: is a beautiful thing. Cold open. We open on. Or was it a warm open? I think this qualifies a bit as a cold open. Okay. Cause there's no there was no establishing shot of Angel Investigations. We just are overview of a, a table scattered with papers and books. Ah, oh, that's right. Take notes back. and feel like I'm there already. <laughs> Angel Investigations. Wesley is researching San Shan or Shan God damn it. Shanshu? Shan Shu. Assassins. <laughs> See, every time I wrote this, I just kept thinking of Snoo Snoo. <laughs> death by? Yes, please.
1: The spirit is willing, but the flesh is swollen and bruised. <laughs> yeah, Wesley's still translating this fucking scroll that Angel and stole from the wor- from the wolfy sheep. Thump thump. And he's getting a little bit pissy
0: about it. Yeah, as, as he should be. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a might little frustrated.
1: <laughs> but Cordelia, as per usual, is after mine own heart with her classic wry wit.
0: What about me? Yeah. <laughs> what does it say about me? <laughs> me, me, me.
1: Quarter of the day, right out of the gate, Corey's like, well, hurry up and figure out what it says about Angel, because I want to know what it says about me. <laughs> <laughs> if there's torrid romance in my future, massive wealth, if I have to, I'll settle for enviable fame. <laughs> Wesley responds, "This is an ancient sacred text, not a magic eight ball." Cordy says, "Nobody gets my humor." <laughs> Angel
0: deadpans, "I thought it was funny." And that was my actual <laughs> quote of the day, yes. with Angel's line, especially <laughs> with that very deadpan delivery. It yes. was so perfect. It's fantastic. And like he didn't even budge during the whole conversation (laughs) so it just made it perfect and
1: her response is just hmm yeah (laughs) yeah."
0: it was too perfect and then we cut to just outside of the office as some dark enshrouded shadowy figure lurks like a little lurky boy
1: I dare say that's foreboding yes it couldn't possibly be more foreboding (laughs) if we had a wine named a foreboding It's so dark.
0: It is. It's
1: almost like a Pinot
0: Noir. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know uh, nearly enough about wine to know what a Pinot Noir actually is. (laughs) Uh,
1: Basically, it's the difference between... If if a Cabernet is a porter, then a Pinot Noir is... A stout. A stout. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay, that... That puts it in terms I understand. I know. There you go. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm just sad I couldn't think of the term stout. Oh, it happens. We all have brain farts every now and then. Some of us more than others. Oh, man. I've been having so many brain
1: farts. And by brain farts, I mean my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of flatulence. Just thought I'd share that (laughs) with everybody. I'm a very classy man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sure.
1: Look how much wine I drink. <laughs> <sighs> oh. It's not just a special episode, guys.
0: It's also <laughs> going to be really long. <laughs> well, it's a season finale. Yeah. Our season finale episodes tend to be longer. Deal with it. But back inside the office office, Angel's vampire senses is tingling. <laughs>
1: tingling you.
0: A little late for visitors,
1: isn't it? Out in the hallway. Angela, your senses are tingling me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling very tingled. I didn't consent to this touch.
1: <laughs> You're in my hallway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they go outside. They startle the person in the cloak and it is none other than David Nabbit.
1: Mm-hmm. Nabbit, you rabbit. Dag Nabbit the rabbit.
0: And David just popped by to hang out. Hey, you guys. Are we gonna... Are we, uh, Do you wanna hang? Let's... We should totally hang. Oh, my God. And he's wearing this cape because he's DMing a Dungeons & Dragons game and... So why isn't he DMing a, dragon, a Dungeons & Dragons game? I have a fucking problem with this. The flannel I, shirt? I mean... Tell me it's the flannel shirt. No, it's the cape because <laughs> you know what... <laughs> You know what you don't do for D&D? Dress up. You know what you dress up for? LARPing. Live action roleplay. D&D is not live action roleplay. People who don't fucking understand Dungeons and Dragons always equate D&D and LARP as the same fucking thing. Wow, you took that to an even nerdier place than I
1: was expecting. They are
0: not the same fucking thing. And a man (laughs) like this would not dress up for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, he's a billionaire for Christ's sake. Can't even find somebody to dress him?
1: For his Dungeons and Dragons I mean, games? With
0: the way he's dressed, he obviously <laughs> dressed himself.
1: Well duh. That's why that's what I'm saying. He's a billionaire. Can't he find yeah. some help
0: there? Can't he buy friends? But yeah, your question also stands. Like, why the fuck is he at Angel Investigations if he has a game to go DM?
1: Yeah, also that. <sighs> and my god, just I just wanted to slap him for the fucking flannel shirt
0: with the shiny cape. I I don't fucking get for a second, as to why the hell this entire bit is even fucking in this episode, I think it was jokingly
1: foreshadowing towards the the real dark flowy cape dude
0: Voka later.
1: Yes, but that's, like, that's about it. Also, it's kind of funny.
0: It's a little yeah, bit funny. It's it's a bit funny, but the best purpose I can think of is it's like, hey guys, remember this character? We'll bring him back probably. We still have him on (laughs) payroll. (laughs) Like that's all it was to me. Yeah. And because he comes into angel investigations and he's like, Oh, this is where it goes down. You guys doing all your meaningful work. And I just made a million dollars today. And that's no big deal. But like you guys help people. What does that even mean money? (laughs) And he's like going on and on about how they do the real work and he can't help anybody. Uh, Excuse me, you're a fucking billionaire. Excuse me, you have billions of dollars. <laughs> just give away half your money and you'll still probably have a billion dollars and a lot of people would be really fucking happy. You don't have to be Batman,
1: but you could fund a Batman. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Angel. Huh. We, you know, we just happen to have somebody in the room that could
0: functionally be Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like Man needs more gadgets. And after this, he needs a new home.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, he does.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's why he's in the episode. I think so. I I suspect that he comes into play with that
1: somehow. How is he going to find a new place to live? I mean, never mind that he doesn't own the building... And I think I I also as long as he has renter's insurance or something.
0: I also kind of liked that it when it showed David being all lurky and everything, it showed a little placard with all the with a list of different places that are also in the building. And it's like all those places also blew up, and it's like, damn, <laughs> that sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever. Angel's gonna be fine regardless, but he also has a billionaire fanboy, so yeah, they'll all be just fine. Cordelia's like. Well, I think it means no more shopping at Penny Mart. Um <laughs> so he's like, "Uh, money, what's it mean?" Anyway, so Nabbit's like, "You guys seen any cool demons lately?" Oh, no, he he needs to be played by Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters. <laughs> hey you guys, have you seen any cool demons lately?
0: There it is. There it is. There
1: it is. And cut to some cool demons lately. Yeah, uh, where there's a summoning happening over at and Heart. Where the Gerba Snort Snort is lighting a field on fire <laughs> and saying some bad, bad Latin words. I'm, I'm sorry, saying some bad, bad Latin words that piss the demons off so much that they have to come yell at someone to get off their lawn.
0: I just really feel the need to point out <laughs> in this moment where they are summoning someone who is coming here to summon to someone. To summon
1: someone, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the assassin that we hired to kill the assassin didn't even kill the assassin. And said, Where's Jerry
0: Seinfeld? <laughs> Opening credits!
1: Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) What's
0: with assassins, you guys? Christ. And after the opening credits, we go back to Angel Investigations where the awkward is just painfully drawn out. (laughs) You can cut the tension with a
1: knife where professional tit man Nabbit is still there enduring quite possibly the most awkward moment ever witnessed, but at least he can take a hint. Yeah! And he finally... Fucks off! This man takes a hint better than a lot of other people I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it helped that he there was a director on
0: stage saying, "Hey,
1: your scene's over." Oh, like, oh! I
0: Excuse imagine me. that they actually was like, "No, like, come on, your scene's over." Like, I'll wait. I want to watch. Just that, that, <laughs>
1: he's, that he's just that bad. I'm, I'm comfortable here. <laughs>
0: No, he's just in the rest of the episode, just sitting in that chair in the background.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They had to completely change the shot list. He just wouldn't move. Anyway, so as this poor bastard in his moronic cape, a fully grown man, billionaire, all the resources in the world available to him, and frankly, I find Jonathan cooler than him. Yeah. As he shame walks his own ass right out that door, that's all Wesley needs to have an epiphany ab- yes! about that word that he was trying to
0: translate. Speaking of words, I really love the word epiphany. It's a good word. It's one of my favorites. But guess what this word means? Shanshu. Death.
1: Angel's gonna die. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> that's exactly what I wrote. Uh. And Angel's and, like, oh, is that all? Whew, thank God. Got me all worked up.
0: Angel really couldn't care less. Yeah, like,
1: but but no, seriously. Why the fuck should he care? Uh, for him, death will be a sweet, sweet release. Yeah. As
0: long as he goes down swinging. His whole tone is, eh, must be Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm
1: going to die? Like, I didn't fucking know that.
0: Right. Christ. <laughs> he goes, oh, anything else? And Gordy's like, he certainly took that well. <laughs> A little too well. Hmm. But Wesley suspects that it, he's like trying to backtrack. He's like, oh, it's it's totally years off. Or maybe I'm even wrong. <laughs> you know, this whole <laughs> prophecy
1: thing isn't exactly science. ha huh? And then Cordy has a vision of a homeless woman fighting a slime creature behind a waste plant or something. Yes. And then Angel's on his way. He tells Wesley to hang back and take care of Cordelia. Cordelia proclaims that she will someday punch the powers that be in the nose.
0: <laughs> if
1: they have noses. I would like to see that.
0: Yeah. Yes. And we know they have noses. Uh.
1: Well, the oracles
0: do. Uh, oh, yeah. They're not yeah. the powers that be. You're right. They're just a... Uh, then I bet the powers that be don't have noses. They're they probably be- just like light gaseous or blobs yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely space farts if you will oh
0: that gaseous blob thing
1: from uh rick and rick morty, and morty. Yeah. yeah that sings very
0: david bowie-esque
1: songs and gets yep. in your head hey and they're in cory's head that totally tracks <laughs> it does <laughs> goodbye moon men i love that genre of music It is fucking great yeah like oh how'd they do that i just want to listen to that song over and over
0: I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find the guy that killed Tina and I want to look him in the eye. Then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings. We cut back to a, what'd you call it? Gerba thump thump. Uh, gerba snort snort. Gerba snort snort. And, That's my favorite one. And, and wolfy sheep thump thump. Uh, gerba snort snort. <laughs> Back to Gerba snort snort, where uh, the demon who is actually called Voka, Voka, is super fucking angry. Yeah. Because the scroll is gone, or and it was, it was just, I like to call him Old Blood Tooth Fork Chin, <laughs> and. He has kind of a good reason to be angry, because the scroll was specifically needed to do a ritual to get rid of Angel, and Angel has the scroll. I haven't been on Earth for thousands of years,
1: and this is the incompetence I'm greeted by. (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me that the very creature he was summoned to do a raising in order to get rid of is in possession of the scroll? That's right, (laughs) Jerry.
0: And they're like, oh, we'll get it back. He's like, no, fuck you. I'll do it. You guys suck. (laughs) You won't do
1: shit. You're going to sit down. You're going to suck on your pacifier and drink your fucking apple juice.
0: And you know what? He's fucking right. (laughs) He is. Dude gets the job done. He does. Like really well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad he sucks at hand to hand combat. I was just thinking that. (laughs) But yeah, if you want
1: something done right, you got to do it yourself, I suppose. So he's off to get the scroll back from Angel.
0: Yep. And uh, Uh, cut to the water treatment plant where Kate arrives on the case to some patrol officers mocking her like assholes. Douchebags. Yep. But hey, you know, they're cops. What do you expect?
1: I expect nothing less of them or more for that matter. They're like, told
0: you she'd show up. Hey, you um, need some backup or a Ouija board? <laughs> John Oliver just uh, released today. The last episode of Last Week Tonight had a segment on raids. And he showed a lot of cops being dickbags. Excellent. So, yeah. They're they're just dickbags. Police brutality is a thing. It's yeah. not okay. It's not okay. Just throwing that out there. But, yeah. Kate arrives. They mock her. She gives no fucks she strolls on back there i don't need your backup <laughs> i do these things all by myself all the time yep and she arrives in the back alley just as angel is helping the homeless woman the slime demon is already slain we didn't even get to see him kill the slime demon i, know, I wanted to see a slime demon yeah what
1: the hell but she's thanking him for killing that spy. And by the way, I don't appreciate being watched like that by the American Dental
0: Association. <laughs> That's one of my quotes of the day. Oh man, it was so good. Like she, like let's cast this woman just to say a really weird, crazy line. That's it. Then we're you're good. Here's your money. Sometimes the show doesn't need to be made fun
1: of. (laughs) No, it really does it itself. But then Kate does a 180. She's like, I'm gonna kill all your kind because I'm an elephant, motherfucker. I ain't forget nothing. (laughs) Angel's like, you're welcome. As he wipes off his broad sword on his coat and walks away, dejected but satisfied that she put his broody levels well within functional parameters for days. Oh, yeah. Maybe even weeks to come.
0: You know, honestly, he probably just makes sure he, like, gets in touch with her every few days just to <laughs> kind of give her a good recharge to that. Hey, I'm in a really good mood today, Kate. Uh, what?
1: Oh, what's that? Say again? Uh, I knew you were the right person to call. <laughs> God. Damn it. <laughs> so fucking broody, Cordelia. Did you call Kate again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's, I mean, she's doing a really good job. She'd be a great girlfriend for him, honestly. yeah. He's not going to have 100% happiness out of that. He would,
1: he would never not feel
0: bad about himself.
1: Hey, remember that time you killed my father? I was just asking what kind of cereal you wanted. Shit! Would you like cream in that coffee?
0: I've been in that relationship.
1: <laughs> I love Kate, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would be such a whore for
0: that abuse. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, okay. Back to back to uh, Angel Investigations. Where you know Wesley's still super stressed out about the prophecy, and it's like, come on, Angel's fine. Well, I think Angel's got Wesley on brooding duty over here. I guess.
1: He's doing enough of it for both of them. Maybe that's why he looked so unaffected pretty much this whole episode. Yeah. Wesley is on the fucking job. Break time. Yeah. Even Angel needs a break from brooding occasionally. (laughs) I guess. Uh, But anyway. (laughs) Death. Yeah, Wesley waxes philosophical for a minute with Cordy about why Angel is so blasé about being prophesied to die.
0: Yeah, he they're talking about how he's disconnected from life and, you know, he wants for nothing, he needs nothing, he's got no aspirations cuz, you know, why would he? <laughs> like it makes total sense that he is no he's none of that. Yeah, he, he can't
1: live, grow, change, doesn't want and really can't have anything out of life.
0: But uh I got a quote of the day from Cordy here. I really loved it. After she finally gets what Wesley's talking about, she goes, he's going to have to start wanting things from life, whether he wants to or not. Damn straight. (laughs) That was also one of my quotes of the day. (laughs) And I just fucking love how they give the lines they get for this fucking actress. It's so perfect where (laughs) she's so honest and unashamed. In in her delivery. It's so fucking fantastic. Just go for it. Don't even think twice about what you're saying here. Yeah, charisma carpenter's kind of a big deal. I don't know
1: if you've heard. She
0: is. (laughs) So
1: Angel comes upstairs. I think he's in the elevator. Yep. And they belligerently try to get him to want some coffee or a donut. (laughs) Like that's gonna give a puppy. (laughs) Like that's gonna give his life meaning. Well, I mean, they might not be far off. How
0: would you like a puppy? Or a ficus? How about an ant farm? An ant farm? <laughs> I always wanted an ant farm when I was a kid. I didn't. That huh? never sounded fun. I get I the appeal. I also loved Sim Ant. Uh, that was one of my favorite games I played when I was it. little. I liked Sim Roller Coaster. I've been playing Roller Coaster Tycoon a lot lately. Ooh. ooh. Yeah, oh, that's
1: probably what I played. But yeah. it was one of the old versions, one of the old original versions. Yeah. I was like, "How did they do this? This is amazing!" So. Uh, Wesley fucks off to the Rare Bookshop for references
0: to continue translating. Yeah, So we basically get an exchange in the three of them that amounts to Wesley going, Oracles? Angel going, fuck them. And Cordy going, but what about the Oracles? (laughs) And that's
1: pretty much it. Angel tells Wesley to lock up the scroll in the weapons cabinet while he's out. And Wesley suggests Angel visit the Oracles. And he's like, nah, bruh. Yeah, fuck that uh, cordelia however supports the idea yeah cut to the oracles
0: yeah it was a, kind of a, a decent fake out here because we think that oh maybe maybe cordy was able to convince him to go see the Well, oh, i guess angel changed his mind and went straight to the oracles but um, no it's voca
1: oh fuckface got there first oh geez and, and uh i don't think he's giving them that scythe as an offering no oh dear
0: no it it is not a pleasant surprise unlike a shanty
1: (laughs) (laughs) he he should have sang a shanty and then murdered them yeah i'm being murdered but i don't care because i just heard an awesome shanty that was made specifically for me dog gosh so but uh, oracles are like you there I dare say lower beings mustn't come in here. Even if you take off your shoes, your stink just won't come out of the marble for a thousand yards. Believe me, I've tried. Now fuck off, I say. And when you get there, well, you know the rest. You look like a man who's been told to fuck off many times. Likely just today. Even. Have you looked in the mirror? Have you seen yourself, sir? I dare say that mask is the only nice thing about you. Have you seen your chin? It's a fork. The bloody fucking fork. (laughs) <laughs> it was a hell of a chin. <laughs> so, and he just apparates the scythe out of his hand while it's behind his back and they let us fill in the rest with our imaginations for now. Yeah. A person needs certain designer things. You shouldn't be trying to eat my friend's brains. Friend's brains. Friend's brains. Hey, you're a vampire.
0: Cut to some kind of outdoor market and or art festival. I actually really fucking like when they do the outdoor daytime L.A. street bits. Yeah. Like, it's nice to see that, oh, right, they actually are in a city.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it felt more like they were on a college campus doing some sort of
0: event to me. Yeah, like kind Art of Hop. It. I think Art Hop is
1: something they do in every city.
0: But, yeah, Cordy is browsing about and trying to find Angel a hobby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is actually very sweet of her. It is.
1: I I was like, oh, like, he's going to want your fucking colored pencils or whatever. but watercolors, I don't know.
0: But I think her instinct of getting him a bunch of art supplies is kind of spot on because he does draw i you know
1: i thought of that afterwards and i was like you know i'm kind of 50 50 on whether he might be into that but he
0: sketches so painting actually could be his bag and you know if nothing else this is one of those it's the thought that counts because angel is so important to her Mm -hmm. she's trying to do something to you know help him connect with the world i think he would have had she actually been able to get
1: him that gift before she starts having issues in a moment, as you'll see, I think he'd have been so touched just by her gesture that he would have tried painting anyway, oh yeah, I whether I he definitely whether agree. he hated the idea or not,
0: so yeah, uh while she's like talking to the the vendor, uh we see voka just strolling down the street. <laughs> yeah middle of goddamn la and you know what that's old, how you can tell it's la because nobody cares exactly nobody old, cares old
1: demon face boy just wandering through the crowd completely unnoticed
0: yeah because
1: who even gives a shit about cosplayers and larpers anymore like this this can't even remotely be the weirdest thing people have seen <laughs> on the streets of la God no, uh, especially on a college campus Like you got the business crowd, they're always wearing fancy suits. And Then you got the theater crowd. Oh my god, did I get some looks (laughs) when I went to my sociology class with my riffraff haircut?
0: (laughs) I forgot you were actually in college with. (laughs) Like they, I think
1: they almost like screamed. The teacher looked like she wanted to vomit. I know they all thought that I just needed a new look or something.
0: And then another class. I can just imagine being in that (laughs) class and seeing a dude who comes in like I've seen him before. And he looked so normal (laughs) till that day. (laughs) So imagine this. And I'll have to post pictures of
1: this later. (laughs) Well, A, Google Klaus Nomi, K-L-A-U-S space N-O-M-I. And this is what my haircut was based on when I played Riff Raff in the Rocky Horror Show. Or the... Yeah, the Rocky Horror Show cuz the Rocky That Bo- picture show
0: is an impressive amount of forehead. Yeah. <laughs> so, instead of just
1: giving me the bald spot like the classic riffraff, they gave me an extreme widow's peak by shaving back my hairline. That is Nicolas Cage level forehead going on there. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: I can't believe I've never shown
1: you the actual pictures of me with that haircut.
0: I swear I should have seen it, though. You probably
1: have, but it's been a while. Anyway. It really feels like something I would remember. But when we release this episode, I think I'll post a a couple of pictures (laughs) in the Buffy group and maybe Twitter of that. We'll have to
0: share a picture of that label, too. It'll be good times.
1: Why were we talking about that? Oh, right. Oh, weird
0: yeah. weird shit in yes. the city or on a college campus. But Voka just strolls down the street and does a little creepy, creepy hand caress to, to Cordy and it gives her a vision. And it's a momentary vision, but then there's a pause and then it kicks her ass. Boy,
1: howdy <laughs> does it fucking kick her ass. Yeah, she doesn't notice him, but she does happen to notice the horrid, crippling visions that just won't stop. <laughs> Somebody took about 80 ice picks and shoved them between her eyes. Repeatedly. <laughs> and she falls over, screaming in agony, and the girl that just sold her art supplies runs to her aid.
0: Good for her. Good yeah. on her. Call 911. Because
1: <laughs> everybody else is just like, uh, that girl's like laying on the ground Weird. screaming. Uh, that's kind of annoying, actually. Could somebody do something about that? Like... <laughs> my mocha's getting
0: cold. I can't drink my mocha like this. Okay, anyway. Uh, back to Angel Investigations, where Angel is looking at the uh, the scroll. Voka just strolls right the fuck in. Man, they don't lock doors around here. Security around here
1: is terrible,
0: but I guess after they had the the shitty security system, they're like, no, you know what? Fuck security. Angel's
1: all the security they need around these parts,
0: and he's just sauntering through his apartment, and we touching his things, moving <laughs> shit. You know, he's the asshole who goes in and moves everything like an inch to the left, this, just this, to fuck with you. Is this your lamp? <laughs> like a
1: cat, like a cat, exactly. <laughs> So we see Voka in the background as Angel walks past, and since he's dressed in black and depressing garb, Angel barely notices. Yeah. He's like, the Voka statue? That's been there for decades. Yeah. Um, Then he steps back to check his peripherals, and he's like, that's weird. The Voka statue's gone. Eh, strange. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Must be the wind,
0: proclaims a Skyrim NPC. But Angel gets a call. And it's obviously from the hospital about Cordy. And he's like, Away! To the the vampire mobile! I'm the only family she has or something. Yeah. I'm her employer. She has no family. (laughs) We
1: treat our employees like family around here. No, but actually, we're not the fucking meat industry. Right. So (laughs) he's off to the hospital
0: cut to the hospital yeah well nope nope before the hospital uh vokas steals the scroll oh yeah he steals the scroll and he puts something that we don't see into the cabinet but it beeps well that's problematic
1: at best yeah cut to the hospital where we get a quintessential trophy running into the hospital scene. Yep. I need to see this person, stat! And the nurse, actually looking concerned and not annoyed at all, is like clackety-clacky on her keyboard. Oh, she's in room, blah, blah, blah. But, sir, you can't go in there! No!
0: Yeah, no hospital ever would just look it up and then give the number and then be like... Oh, no, you can't. They'd be like, who the fuck are you? Too late. I already (laughs) gave him all of
1: that information. Oopsie doodle looks like I'm fired. Yep. Yeah.
0: It's called HIPAA. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Cut to the back room where the doctor's like, sir, you can't be in here. Angel's like, shut up. And they're like, okay. And we're like, HIPAA. And Angel's like, also, I'm
0: family or something. Yeah. And the fucking doctor's like, we did a CAT scan. and We gave her drugs and nothing's helping. HIPAA! <laughs> HIPAA! Fucking HIPAA! So
1: I want to test this theory and see how many restricted areas I can breach by running <laughs> frantically around yelling, It's okay, I'm family. <laughs> Hell, it works for Lloyd Christmas. I bet you it does not work well. <laughs> it's okay.
0: <laughs> I'm a limo driver. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be tackled? I think that's how you get tackled. That's how you get tackled.
1: <laughs> yeah, real security is way better than this.
0: Yeah. So I should know. I have 10 years doing it. <laughs>
1: Well, and if I've learned anything I yet from yet you, it's to tackle
0: anybody though.
1: Oh, I was going to say if I've learned anything from you, it's that security sucks. Yes.
0: <laughs> They're filled with assholes. That too. You know why security usually sucks? Because security gets the guys who couldn't become cops. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> Whereas I tried security immediately after having been a bus driver and I
0: was like, wow. <laughs> I found something worse. And I thought I was bored as a bus driver. Holy shit. So, so, yeah, she's having a fucking psychotic episode. Screaming, being loud. So, yeah, Angel's trying to get through to Cordy. They, of course, were trying to drug the shit
1: out of her because it's Western medicine. No such luck. Angel is not surprised. And then the doctor says, well, something better work. I need to inform you if we don't find a way to stop it and then gets cut off. And I'm like, no, finish your sentence. What are you going to do if you can't stop it? Yeah. I don't think screaming is illegal. Right? <laughs> like what? <laughs> or, what the fuck is she going to say? <laughs> I uh, We have to sedate her more. Put her yeah. in a padded room. Commit her. Put her out of her misery. <laughs> I, it sounded like she was like, we're going to have to kill her. We're just going to have to kill her. Like, I can't put up with that screaming all day, (laughs) can you? I didn't think so. (laughs) So Our euthanasia ward is right next door.
0: I happen to be captain.
1: (laughs) This fucking doctor. (laughs) Anyway. I'm with Wolfram and Hart.
0: Everybody should have a lawyer like this.
1: Mr. Winters shall never be convicted of any crime. Ever. Should you continue to harass our client, you'll be forced to bring in the light of day. i want that stricken...
0: I'm told healthy for you cut back to angel investigations where Wesley returns with his books he comes downstairs he notices the cabinet is broken into and doesn't take a moment to go hmm that's a weird beeping well I mean he does but... You know, I I'm sorry, though, if I worked that job and saw the cabinet broken open and heard a beeping in it, I think I would not open the cabinet. I think I would leave. Maybe go get the bomb squad. Yeah. Do
1: you think it was triggered by the by the
0: opening of it? I don't know. But I think if I heard if I saw a cabinet like that in those circumstances, I would think that could be a bomb. And I think you don't want to open a cabinet that has a bomb in it. I think. I don't think he had time to really think about it. You know,
1: you get into this false sense of security, even in his job. He's in Angel's apartment. I
0: guess. Angel makes
1: people feel very safe, even Wesley. I think I probably would have done exactly what Wesley did. But yeah, Wesley's like, I dare say, what's that beeping? (laughs) I must investigate. (laughs) Oh, dear.
0: (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my. And cut to outside as Angel gets home, pulls his car up, for some reason decided to park it on the street not in the parking garage, just so that he could see the building explode. Building go boom. Well, I hope he had renter's insurance. Yeah, me too.
1: Wow. You know, I really was not fucking expecting the building to explode like
0: that. I remembered that it got blown up. I did not at all. Um, I recalled reading something... Tropes that are common in the Buffyverse, especially, when they're done with a set or they can't use a set anymore, mm-hmm. the the location in the story gets destroyed. Uh-huh. Uh Think back to the fucking uh, high school.
1: Yeah, well, this lines up perfectly. This happens the same week that Sunnydale High School gets destroyed.
0: No. No, I don't think so. No, that, because...
1: End of season? Oh,
0: It's end of season four. A year later. It's a year
1: later. You're right. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad.
0: That would have been neat. Yeah. If it were like two days later. But yeah, there's a there's a trope in the Buffyverse of oh we're done with this set. I guess we will figure out a way to blow it up. Time to blow it up. And that's what they do with Sunnydale as a whole. Time for the Wily Coyote solution. (laughs) All else fails, Wily Coyote that shit. Dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) So despite the fact that. Wesley was directly in front of the bomb. He's alive. He's pretty much fine. Yeah. yeah he's, he's a little beaten up, he's, but he's alive. He's not even a horrid burn victim. No. Somehow. Angel saves him, pulls him out. He heads off to the hospital in a, an ambulance. And then Kate shows up. Yeah. I guess Kate felt that he, she didn't do a good enough job of recharging his broodiness. And she's back for more. Yeah.
1: you know, She's I th- back for more. Because she's trying to stop Angel from leaving because he's a major witness. And holy fuck, Angel is on a roll with telling off ex-girlfriends. Sure, they didn't really date. Kate says, I'm glad we're not playing friends anymore. And I'm real sick and tired
0: of your attitude. There's a thing called the law. Angel replies, this isn't about the law. This is about a little thing called life. Now, I'm sorry about your father, but I didn't kill your father, and I'm sick and tired of you blaming me for everything you can't handle. You want to be enemies? Try me. Oh! Oh, and that is exactly... Damn. Exactly the fucking thing that he needed to say to her, because she knows that she doesn't want to fucking try him. Like, she, she knows that he is out of her fucking league.
1: And even though he's never explained to her on screen that he's got a soul and he's cursed she has to know yeah she's done her research oh yeah tons of it and she just doesn't care or doesn't really understand because we don't know what text she
0: found but she has to know right this is a moment that had to fucking happen because honestly i've been getting pretty tired of her shit and she feels so
1: superfluous in this episode. Oh yeah. And really just slightly in more than just slightly in the way, I guess. And she's grieving because her father died and it's only been a couple of weeks since her father died. Right. That makes pretty much everything she's doing and saying absolutely forgivable. She's blaming vampires and therefore lumping Angel into the category of things that she blames for her father's death.
0: But I think honestly the biggest reason that she is even in this episode, I mean, first off, explosion at Angel Investigations, yeah, she's going to fucking show up, obviously. It made perfect logical sense that she would be there. Yes. Um, And, you know, they probably felt that they needed two scenes with her just to keep a specific balance or something. But honestly, I think the reason they made sure to put Kate in this episode is this is the season finale, and they needed to do at least some little bit of tie-up between the bullshit going on between the two of them. Yeah. And this final, just get the fuck out of my way, we're done, uh, from Angel, really tied it up. And, like... It's not a conclusion to the situation, but not per se. It definitely tied this line of, of story up for the end of the season. It could really go either way. Where they
1: left it off, she can come back next season or she could not. Yeah. I don't remember
0: if she does or not. I don't remember either. And I think from hell, from a fucking show running standpoint, that's kind of a smart thing to do with when you don't know if you're gonna be able to renew a contract with an actor. Sure. Oh yeah,
1: you took it the the meta route, or I was gonna say if you don't really know where you want to take this character's arc, that too. or these two characters' relationship. Exactly. So we'll see, and I look forward to that. And uh, you know, I'm glad they did have her in the episode, but still, it felt superfluous. It did cut to the hospital where angel wisps past an unconscious wesley in whatever ward i think it's the icu he's
0: in the icu watching over wesley then he stands up and walks across the hospital to check on cordy and i just imagine the rest of the night he's just going back and forth yeah they're
1: both in the hospital now and that hit hard as soon as i realized that i'm like shit his only
0: two friends are in the fucking hospital and there's there's a specific moment I felt here when he's looking at Cordy, especially. Definitely had this kind of thought with Wesley as well. So Wesley and Cordy were debating over how Angel's not tied to anything. He doesn't have wants. He do, you know he's not living. But no, this is the point. They're his tie. These two people are his fucking family, and that's important to him. This. Right here, this moment where he is worried about these two people in his life dying, this is his humanity. That's absolutely the theme of the episode. Yes. Unquestionably.
1: And so now she's uh, very much calmer, but still you can tell fucked up and not really there and still can't talk or even notice Angel. Nope. So Angel holds her hand and this time he notices a black mark on the back of her
0: hand. Notices the black mark and he's like, hey! Hey! I'm going to go talk to the oracles. Cut like to... Like, maybe you should have in the very beginning. Right? Seriously. <laughs> Cut to the oracles' hall or whatever it is. Yeah. The antechamber. That's what it was fucking called. Oh, man, that's a good word. The yeah. antechamber. Yes. Well, shit.
1: Yep. Voka definitely sickled them to death.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, handy that she can just hang around uh, in as a spirit long enough to give some exposition.
1: Yeah, luckily... And uh, she rats out Voka, a warrior of the underworld. Yep. Tells Angel that he needs to get the scroll back and he's... And that this guy voca is the one who fucked up Cordy with his mark, uh, opening up her mind to all that are crying out in pain and need and suffering
0: simultaneously. Given the way humanity works in this day and age? That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah so hey y'all stop being so fucking shitty to each other (laughs)
1: right (laughs) stop being an asshole asshole (laughs) i don't know it's almost a quote to liar liar doesn't matter stop
0: breaking the the law law, asshole asshole.
1: (laughs) exactly so she's like (sighs) specifically find the scroll the words of anatole only they can remove the mark and save your friend and as she fades away, something about Voka hiding behind man's law and he's here for the raising. Angel grabs the scythe and fucks off proper. Well, and she, specifically he squinches
0: it out of the dude Oracle's yeah. body. Cause he's like, well, where is he or something along those lines? And she says, just like all the others, he hides behind the man's law. And that's actually a solid fucking hint. Yeah. As to like Angel puts two and two together, and... That's not even a riddle. That's like, yeah. he's... He, she may as well
1: have said, oh, he's with both Roman and
0: heart. Yeah. Okie doke. But she's still a little tiny cryptic like she wants to be, you bah! know? Bah! Snort, snort. Yeah. Good credit for her. Grr. Ugh. <laughs> no, we're not there yet. Bah! We still have like half the
1: episode left. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> fine.
0: And cut to some random Italian restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It had a name... I don't care. So I kind of think they should have put this scene before the Oracle scene. Just because this scene is about Angel going to gun and being like, Hey, I have people in the hospital. Can you protect them and watch over them? Uh. It seems to me like that should have been a higher priority for him to go there. To make sure that they're safe while he's running errands.
1: Yeah, but I think he needed more direction first. Because now he knows exactly who and what he's after he didn't yeah. know that this guy voca was a thing until he visited the oracle oh yeah
0: no you're right you're right
1: so i think it makes more sense that he visits gun first and so he recruits
0: him to protect wesley and cordy in the hospital while he hunts down voca gun had a great line here as he's he's just kind of like being extra casual with angel for the humor he says you getting enough iron you look a little pale <laughs> <laughs> not a vampire joke Oh, I bet you hear those all the time. Right. Don't? Oh, jeez. So yeah, Angel enlists Gunn to to watch over his people and I really liked the the subtle acting between these two because Angel David Boreanis is able to convey how dire important it is that these two people are kept <laughs> safe. And Gunn just definitely it clicks, he's like, No, I fucking get it. Uh, like, I'm getting that.
1: Yeah. You're not really enjoying my dad jokes. You're not vibing with my dad jokes. And if
0: there is anything Gun really truly understands, it's protecting your fucking people.
1: <laughs> yes, I thought you, I thought you were going to say dad jokes. <laughs> I, <you know. laughs> but yeah, no, he he's all about his people. You're right. Yeah, that is an astute observation, sir. Judging by your uncomfortableness, I would say you're either about to ask me out on a date or you need a favor. i see. The thing about detectives
0: is they have resumes business
1: licenses, and
0: last names. Pop stars and popes, those are the one name, guys. Cut to a crypt. A uh, crypt. Da crypt. Oh, hey, I, I can get behind that one. That one's solid. All right, three, two, one. Da, da
1: crypt. crypt. hey <laughs> So Voka and his demon monks chant some shit about preparations for some
0: shit. Yeah, and they're, they got five vampires chained to a crate. Five vampires they're, chained to a box. They're so, they're kind of using that box wrong. Like you put them on the inside of the box. Like, Got to fill the
1: box. What are yes. we going to fill it with? Five vampires chained to a box. We are going <laughs> to stick something in
0: it. I think that would have been a much better ritual than the one they had here. <anonymousasına>
1: <laughs> Get the banjo. I just want to see the actor
0: who's playing <inaudible> there's not enough of that kind of stuff for like dark rituals and stuff that would be awesome then we cut back to
1: well (laughs) never
0: mind
1: (laughs) we're just five vampires chained to a box we're scared shitless we're
0: chained to a box yeah that seems unfortunate
1: anoint the oil don't dust
0: us (laughs) specifically chained to wood that would be scary oh shit they're dusting us (laughs) Not yet. Back to Gerba thumb thump, thump <laughs> yeah. where Angel is lurking about. He's a lurky, lurky boy. Yeah, lurky, lurky, lurky. Hey, hey, boo, boo. Um, how about a picnic biscuit? The lawyers—they're all going to be heading to go go to the ritual. But hey, you always get to the ritual a little bit late because they're long and boring and
1: filled with Latin. The chanting and the blood sacrifices—they go on forever. Oy vey. <laughs> so Holland is like, now don't fuck up, Lindsay. The senior partners are watching you. No pressure. <laughs> and Lila's line, I fucking love this. this one of my line. quotes of the day too. Yeah, Holland, she's like, remember when Robert Price let the senior partners down and they made him eat his liver? I
0: don't know what made me think of that. <laughs> Hold on though, isn't Lindsay her boss now? Like, <laughs> she doesn't give a
1: fuck. What? Right? How do you think she got where she is? Woman's got fucking guts. Balls. They've got rapport, though. She can get away right? with it. You yeah. Know? That
0: must be weird when people are, you know, jumping around the ladder all <laughs> over the place there. And Angel doesn't even really try to be super stealthy here. He just pulls out right behind him.
1: <laughs> right.
0: So like, They would know he's following. Damn. Yeah, but
1: he's following the dumbass moving truck. He's not right, right? behind the... The limo yeah
0: back to the ritual where the lawyers show up and what's, fucking holland is his name yeah holland uh, holland's like oh god they haven't even gotten to the latin yet <laughs> Jesus christ <laughs> <sighs> kind of
1: liked where they were going with the chanting though yeah five without breath yet Did- they live Five without time, yet they lived. I'm like, ah, oh, because they're vampires. Yeah, I, I actually
0: really liked the was, way they set up this ritual. I was it really was vibing with yeah. the
1: chanting. I kind of wanted to join in. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> it had a very for the greater good feel. Yeah,
1: the, the greater, greater good. good. A great big bushy beard. <laughs> so.
0: And it's like, oh, they haven't even Man, gotten to the Voka really needed a great big bushy beard to <laughs> he, hide
1: that chin. He did. <laughs> and then he needs to cut it into the shape of his chin. <laughs> so just accentuates the chin into a giant beard. Exactly. And he's uh, Voka stops mid-chant, puts the scroll down, and looks towards the window. Hey, Josh. Can you taste it? Yes, I can taste it, Rex. Because I sure hope the next step of this ritual was open the flavoring packet and pour it into a large pitcher of water with at least three cups of sugar and then huck it through a fucking window to a crypt where a goddamn resurrection ritual sacrifice is happening and then serve chilled. Because that's pretty much what happens when Angel and his imaginary friend the Kool-Aid man fly through the window like oh
0: yeah I'm Ooh, gonna yeah. I'm
1: gonna kill you with your own
0: scythe <laughs> And they fight Yeah <laughs> Holland's like, Lindsay, get in there. (laughs) And Lindsay picks up the the scroll and finishes the fucking ritual. (laughs) Uh, I do what you say, boss. I'm there. Uh And you know what? I like that it makes perfect sense that Lindsay would be able to finish a ritual that is filled with Latin because he's a lawyer. They know all fucking sorts of Latin.
1: Oh, I'm sure they probably, you can't even get hired into Wolfram and Hart without having like at least five degrees. Right. Probably. So he's uh, he's chanting the Latin the vampires get dusted and swirled into some sort of vortex thingy and the vortex gets sucked into the crate into the box where big flash of light Muldoon's shooting a taser in there and he's like shoot ha! <laughs> 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 and,
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah uh big flash of light Lindsay gets thrown back against ha- the wall holland is standing back and he's like bring the movers yeah
1: to to get the box they, oh yeah well they're parked out back boss <laughs> Mom, they, we'll get them from out back and, <laughs> do you want us to wait until this thing's over that guy said get them now please
0: i do want to say the effect of the vampires dusting and swirling around and in the, the little vortex there was like bones. Oh, the way in it they and dusted and you could yeah. see
1: their their skulls after yeah. the skin and shit went first. It was neat. Yeah. It was fairly
0: good CG for its time. And you know what? The money they spent on this scene is the reason we didn't get to see a slime monster. <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: Let them use their imaginations. Yeah. You greedy little shits.
0: But the movers come in. They they haul the crate away. The whole time, Angel and Volker are just fighting away. And it's an okay fight. And it's nothing spectacular, They're duking honestly.
1: it out in a nice little boss battle over there. Honestly, I felt like the movements were a little slow.
0: Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Honestly, it was whoever was doing the stunt for Volker. We know the guy who does stunts for David Boreanaz. Is shit well it wasn't that i think it was awkward
1: because he's used to fighting with other things and this was specifically a scythe fight yeah and that's an awkward ass shaped weapon yeah it is so i think they had to take it a little more gingerly with the fight choreography yeah that makes so, sense so that nobody accidentally
0: stabbed themselves in the stomach right <laughs> I don't fucking care if it's a goddamn prop or not. Like a stunt prop. Stunt props can still fucking hurt. You can still do some damage. Absolutely, yeah. They have to be pretty stout to be swinging around and not like wobble. Oh, yeah. Because like obviously rubber or some shit. I took
1: stage combat and the knives that we used, they were just grinded down real knives. Yeah. It's thick metal and it's dull as shit, but it's still real metal. Mm-hmm.
0: If you don't get out of the way, that shit will fuck you up. Well, I don't know why... Well, I've never actually worked with props. I've done a lot of research in making them. So, Angel finally pins Voca against a wall, yep. rips off his mask, revealing no nose. No nose and a face full of maggots. Maggots. <laughs> eh, eh ew. Yeah, and I don't quite get why they had Angel say this line. His line is just, Nice. And then he stabs him in the face. Yeah, it's like, wait, where's 69? What, what, what's right?
1: <laughs> where was the double oral sex? I uh, don't
0: get it, but. it's uh, Come on, it's a season finale. Give him a better one-liner than that. Stabby, stabby, dead now. <gasps> oh, I know where he got nice from. Because if you
1: put two sides together, it's like they're 69ing. Yes. Yes. No. You think a good, yeah?
0: No, I think a dumb. Two
1: sickles. <laughs> they sickle each other at the same time.
0: Anyway.
1: <laughs> Lindsay you.
0: is there still. He he wakes up from his unconscious nap.
1: <laughs> As opposed to his
0: conscious nap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he gets up, he grabs the scroll. They have a little bit of talky-talky banter-banter.
1: Angel's like, you're a dick, Lindsay. And Lindsay's like, hey, I made a choice like you told me to. And Angel's like, yeah, it was a dick choice. (laughs) And Lindsay's like, yeah, thanks for your help. Now that I make so much money, I can afford to see clearly and to be a dick. Oh, did you need this scroll (laughs) to cure your friend? And since it's foretold that we sever all your connections, well... What if I just hold my arm out as a clear target for you? Oh, God, no, don't do that. That's not nice. I don't
0: like that at all. Because Angel with sickle action is all like, whoosh, fuck you. You know, the, the the way a scythe like that is designed and the angle that it would have had to have hit his arm. That's an impressive throw, actually. Yeah. Well, Angel's got the dexterity. Yeah. I definitely. believed it. I had no issues with but that. But Lindsay's a dumbass for like drop the fucking scroll, toss it into the fire. Don't hold it over the fire. <laughs> what the fuck? But
1: he chose to hold it and it was his undoing. But yeah. it was the doing of my ultimate quote of the day <laughs> ever. <laughs> Best one-liner ever. Angel says, don't believe everything you're foretold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs>
0: Shut up. That's too good. Was that the big laugh that you, that you gave when you were watching?
1: That's where I had to stop and just laugh.
0: I thought it might be. It's
1: the worst
0: dad joke and the best dad joke all at the same time. And you know what? I really hope that Lindsay is left-handed, man. (laughs) As he lays
1: there, cuddling his bloody stump, going, where did I go wrong? You know,
0: working for an evil (laughs) law firm might have been a clue.
1: Like you guys. (laughs) This guy throws sides when you try to roast a marshmallow. (laughs) Don't go camping with him. You'll never
0: get a s'more. (laughs) (laughs) Roachie. <laughs> so, there's still a place in this world for traditional
1: research. Even a solitary soldier such as myself recognizes that a
0: free exchange of intelligence benefits the common struggle. Oh, also, I brought in your mail and newspaper. Oh, cut <laughs> back to the hospital where Wesley undoes the curse on Cordy with the scroll. And, you know, they're all happy. Yeah. Happy, 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 happy. happy. <laughs> but no, they're actually happy. Yeah, because Wesley's
1: reading from the scroll, the passage specifically that will cure her unholy visions. Thou shalt do some stuff and then click thy heels to, or, or repeat these words. Unbind, unbind, unbind. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's it? <laughs> right. Remember these words, everybody. Or rather, remember this one word. That...
0: That is the uh, unbinding a curse equal to Bob Newhart's therapy.
1: <laughs> stop, stop it! it. <laughs> you want to, you want to have relationships and you want to be able to live your life, right?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, well,
1: then stop it.
0: Well, I I wash my hands a lot. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) Everything's, you know, germs everywhere. (laughs) My
1: fucking therapist brought up this sketch to me and I was like, you mean the Bob? Oh, wait, no, it's the other way around. I brought it up to him and he was like, are you talking about the Bob Newhart sketch? (laughs) Oh, I'm thoroughly familiar with it. And I was like, really? He's like, oh, dude, there's not a single therapist in the world that is not I can't imagine. thoroughly familiar with that sketch. And I was like, excellent.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Stop it, or I'll bury you alive in a box. <laughs> you might want to write this down.
1: Christ, go watch that, everybody. <laughs> yes. It was on Mad TV. Yes. we lost ye too soon, or however that phrase is. Anyway, goes.
0: we cut to a few days later at Cordy's apartment, where uh, Cordy's kind of had a change of perspective, a little bit, and and
1: outlook. You know that'll happen. When you're forced to witness all of the suffering on planet Earth simultaneously. For like a day and a half. And that's just human suffering. Yeah. I can't even imagine all the wild animals with broken legs
0: alone. Jesus. (laughs) Christ. So. So, yeah, she makes Wesley a sandwich and, and gives a pint of blood not like donates a pint of blood, like a, a little probably to-go container. Probably cow or pig. Yeah, uh, yeah, blood to Angel. And I really liked this exchange because Angel's like, "Uh, you want me to drink blood in front of you? Cordy's like, no, we're family. It's fine. Like, whatever. Because I guess she was skeeved out by watching him drink blood in front of her at some point. Oh, she probably said
1: something shitty about it. Yeah. You know, like, Ew, I'm a god. And then she's super-duper nice um, to Wesley as well. She, like, shoves a sandwich in his face as he's trying to figure out what the Gerba snort-snort went and raised yeah. from hell. And he's a bit put off.
0: Yeah, and he, he's like, Uh-huh? Who is this person in front of me?
1: I'm frightened, in him."
0: <laughs> Angel's like, Oh, he's just not used to the new you. Her response is one of my quotes of the day. Might as well, but go for it. Yeah. She says... I know what's out there now. We have a lot of evil to fight and a lot of people to help. I just hope that Skin and Bones here can figure out what the lawyers raised sometime before the prophecy kicks in and you croak. Oh, that was old me, wasn't it? (laughs) Angel's like, I like them both. Yeah. (laughs) And then
1: Wesley has another epiphany. Yes. An epiphany, if you will. And he figures out that Shanshu does not mean death. In fact... It does mean death, but it also means life. That is correct. I'm so glad you asked me that. And the answer is yes. Yes. So, uh, life and death or something. But more specifically, he presumes that it means Angel will eventually get to become human after all kinds of
0: crazy shit. Well, he has to fulfill his destiny. And his destiny involves plagues demons fiends and apocalypses stuff apocaly 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 there like. we yeah that's, that's <laughs> totally right i'm i'm positive i'm 100% positive that we can't possibly be wrong in that and angels a little bit happy a little bit excited but not too happy. Not too happy. Not that happy. Not that. Ducks. Not that happy. N- no. um, No. <laughs> I, I liked that Cordy called him Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. You get to be a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, don't count your chickens before they hatch.
1: But Cordy's very supportive here. She, yeah. He's like, oh, so don't break out the champagne just yet. And she's like, yeah, break out the champagne, Pinocchio. This is a big deal. Yeah, I guess it is. Typical. I hook up with the only person in history who ever came to L.A. to get older. (laughs) And I mean, you can't really go anywhere and not get older, but I see what she means. People go there to get immortalized in movies or some shit. Right. Anyway. And with surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Silicon Valley and all. But, you know, that's that's named that for computer parts, not for plastic surgery, probably.
0: Cut to Wolfram and Hart. Where were you to see what's in the box? What's in the box? box? (laughs) What's in
1: the box? Lindsay, Harlan, and Lila approach the box. Yes. Lindsay is all like, how dare they cut off my hand? By God, I'll have his head. And Harlan's like, the masters, they are pleased with Lindsay's (laughs) sacrifices, they is. (laughs) And Lila's like... It's okay, sweet pea. Who's the sweet little vampy wampy? Who's the pretty darla? Who's the pretty darla? Darla. Darla.
0: <laughs>
1: darla.
0: Darla. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Gerag. Gerag. <laughs> Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, 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 give me more. Nights nice. I shall give walk in. Hold
1: on. You've got something in your eye.
0: Lorex, well, how did you uh, feel about this episode? It was okay. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it had some good moments. I I liked the end of it. I liked that Volca was. A very effective villain. He actually, like, really fucked shit up. <laughs> yeah, you know, he did some shit for a change. It was like, great. He was, Fuck you, I got it. He like It's gonna be alright. If he somehow survived, like maybe he was summoned and then it, like that was just a projection for him or something like that. Like maybe his demony essence is still in hell or something. Maybe next time have the henchmen fight. <laughs> um mean? But other than that, like he accomplished some shit. He got shit done. Yeah, he was there he, for a reason and, yeah. he, and he did his job. He flew down and he was like bam, bam, motherfucker. Got it. Yes. Fuck you. And honestly, if if uh <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> honestly, if it weren't for the fact that he was working with Wolfram and Hart, I think Angel would have never had a fucking chance. Yeah, it was wasted on Wolfram and Art. Yeah.
1: Yeah, those guys, they didn't know what they had. You're too good. (laughs) (laughs) Too good for them, Volca. Too good. What did you think of the episode? Uh, Some shit happened. It was some things. There was some stuff. We got. It was great.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty good. I think the, the episode did suffer from just having a bit too much extra shit. Like they're they're like, hey, we want all these fucking uh, people to come back, so we're gonna cast them in in smaller scenes for this episode just to remind people that they're still here.
1: Yeah, what's his name? Nabbit. And Nabbit. Kate. Kate Gun.
0: Gun. Like, though, none of those three really needed to be here.
1: No, but even though they all felt slightly superfluous, they've they've got their. Greater purpose in the long run, and there's a little bit of foreshadowing in in multiple ways. I I like that they managed to get them in there, even though like they could have done without them. But I'm glad we had them. The more the merrier. Yeah. I didn't hate it. And they've obviously got to set up for a new space next season. Yep.
0: Or the need to get a new space. Yeah. Mm. They'll
1: probably spend an episode or two shopping. Yep for apartments or something living in out of
0: cordelia's apartment here's the biggest thing with me in this episode though this didn't remote with the exception of the offices getting blown up with with that one exception this didn't remotely feel like a a season finale to me yeah the boss fight felt kind of on
1: par with most of the episode the climaxes the that ever happen. he always yeah. gets in a fight with somebody at the end of the episode yeah and honestly it felt like his fight with faith was more badass than this one yeah but they did come through with wolferman Hart being essentially the big bad of the season yeah and they set up um darla to be the big bad of next season or at the very least very important to next season since they've spent other portions of this season not just introducing darla but giving us more backstory
0: on darla than we already had from buffy the vampire yeah. slayer so how how about real quick let's do our quotes of the day and then i'd like to take a moment to discuss the season as a whole
1: let me just wrap up on this episode we pretty much got the satisfaction, not as great as it could have been, but it's still the first season. The satisfaction yeah. of that big bad arc and a setup for next season. Lindsay got his comeuppance, but now he's hes on track to be a continuing villain as
0: well. Yep. And he has a, a bigger grudge now. Like, bitch took his hand. Yeah. Like, that pissed me off. And we've solidly, firmly
1: established this little trio That is Angel, Cordelia, and Wesley. They all fucking love each other. And it is all completely platonic love. It is beautiful and not messy. And it's as solid as it can possibly be going into next season. They did that fantastically. They did. Especially even with losing Doyle mid-season. Yeah. They pulled it together. I think they rode some of Doyle's coattails on that. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Boo hoo. And you know, we've already discussed that at length that yep. unfortunately, sometimes when you can't work with somebody, that's that. Circumstances are unfortunate. So what's your quote of the day,
0: Rex? I'm actually going to go with the first quote we mentioned in this episode. Okay. After Cordy is, is talking about me, 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 she says, nobody gets my humor. And Angel deadpans. I thought it was funny. (laughs) Mostly the deadpan response from Angel was just too perfectly spot on. But also the simple fact that it really informs us that no, Cordy isn't really this conceited and full of herself. She just finds it funny to be that conceited and full of herself yeah and i like that because you know what i appreciate that i often say super conceited things because i think it's hilarious exactly (laughs) i do that all the time too and people just
1: don't know how to take it it's unfortunate
0: yeah people always think i'm fucking serious and i'm like no i don't actually think that it's just really funny except for when you're being serious (laughs) well yeah but usually there's a, a noted difference yes I appreciate that. So, what's your quote of the day? I thought it was funny, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> what's your quote of the day, Josh? I have to give it to Angel. Don't believe everything you're foretold. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick this one. I, You know, I actually went... I just looked through all of the other lines while you were talking, and none of them were as good. I just no.
0: couldn't. It is definitely... The season finale of Mm. (laughs) one-liners. It was. Yeah, definitely. So, as far as the season as a whole, how did you feel about it? My question comes on on two levels. How did you feel about the season as the first season of a show, but also as a first season compared to the seasons of Buffy, kind of a show-to-show comparison? We talked a bit about how Angel is just a different show than Buffy.
1: It's a completely different animal on every on every level that you just said. Yeah. It wouldn't ever stand alone without Buffy the Vampire Slayer as its own TV show. It needed Buffy the Vampire Slayer to make sense at all. If I had not watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer and started watching this, I'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. I'm really confused. Even with all the extra exposition that they shoehorned in.
0: Yeah, like Cordy
1: re-explaining the soul thing. And, and Doyle and, re-explaining yeah. his past in the first episode. Yeah. Even with all of that. And then, obviously, with Faith and Wesley coming in, we I'd be like, who are these fuckers that everybody seems to know? So yeah, I it mean, just can't even be judged from that angle, I don't think.
0: I can, yeah, I can... I can definitely see that. But
1: then to answer your other question, how does it compare to season one of
0: Buffy? Far and away. Much better. See, I want to agree with that. But I don't know if I can agree with
1: that. Again, it's still two different animals, though. Because I I think some of the monsters of the week of season one of Buffy are absolutely iconic. The hyenas, the praying mantis... Those are shit that people can't get out of their heads, and they think it's bad. But the fact that you can't get it out of your head means that in some way, it was good. Oh, yeah. It was oh, yeah. memorable.
0: You can call something shitty, but that's better than calling it boring. Exactly. So I think the only reason I can't really back the idea that this season was better than than Buffy season one is mostly on the grounds that... Buffy knew what it was in the beginning. And there there really wasn't this period of time of Buffy trying to find its identity. Like it had some season 1 of Buffy was definitely growing into its identity, but it didn't there wasn't a search for what the fuck it's supposed to be. And I think the fact that Angel a big chunk of the season was what the fuck is this show? And them just trying to figure out what the hell they're even doing here, I think hurt it a lot because most of the filler episodes were way worse. Like there was some, a few of the episodes, especially like the faith episodes, but the, and some of the episodes with Doyle, Doyle's death, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Some of those episodes were fucking amazing. And those episodes, I think in and of themselves tend to be better than most of the episodes of season one, Buffy. But as a whole, I think this this season really, really suffered by them not coming into it with a much more solid idea of what the point of the show was and what the purpose of, of the story was. I
1: completely agree that the fact that they had to fill 22 episodes instead of only 12, like the first season of Buffy, hurt them.
0: Yes. Um, yes. And, and I, I almost... And that I was almost a saving, completely forgot that, that was Buffy, a saving
1: grace of season one of Buffy it was yeah. that they only had 12 episodes and that was fine it was it gave them the training wheels that they needed and probably some much needed time in between seasons to regroup
0: yeah that I and, didn't even that didn't even occur to me because they didn't need as much filler in season one of Buffy yeah as they definitely needed here but the only other thing that I would say that they just categorically did wrong in this season. There was too big of a chunk in the middle of the season that was a, a long stretch of filler episodes. The doldrums dragged. Like, they they really needed to Y'all break up. Y'all were there
1: with us, you know. Oh yeah.
0: You remember it. They needed to break that up with at least one episode in between there that actually dealt with the big bad and not having a, a well solidified big bad throughout the whole season, I think desperately damaged the, the whole take. Yeah. Uh, because they saved it at the last minute, but barely, barely. barely. Yeah. The last few episodes they had with Wolfram and Hart kind of made it where it worked. Okay. It was the big bad, but like they were obviously scrambling towards the end. They're like, we don't know what the fuck to do with the end of the season. Mm -hmm. and they pulled it out and i am looking forward to season two but i'm gonna be honest i'm really fucking happy that we're gonna go back to doing some buffy
1: oh i can't (laughs) fucking wait to get
0: back to buffy like i i like this show it is good i enjoy it but it is not buffy no And it never it never will
1: be. No, cannot fill that same place in your soul that Buffy does. And I love I was starting to feel like we were binging through Buffy way too fast doing an episode of Buffy a week. And I kind of appreciate that Angel is going to help us space that out and savor it a bit more. Yeah, because we're still going to be keeping with the jumping back and forth in the order that the episodes were aired
0: yeah and so basically what what we're gonna do from here on out is essentially uh beer with Buffy episodes will air on the Monday releases and well that the, works out perfect yeah the la- the last a- this episode is gonna air on the th- on a Thursday release so the first return back to Buffy will air on a Monday release and Angel will air on the Thursday release. That's perfect. So, yeah, it works out fucking only perfect. only way it could be more perfect is if it was a Tuesday release yep. for Buffy. Yep. But we're probably not going to do that. No, why <laughs> would we? Because
1: Mondays and Thursdays keep it solidly a week and a half apart.
0: Yeah. And uh, honestly, at this point, I'm, I'm way more comfortable now than I was before we came in to do Angel. I was uncomfortable with the idea of doing back back and forth between the two shows. Yeah. But I I feel much better about that idea now, now that especially we, now that we're doing the like week and a half release schedule. Now that we chugged through a whole season of Angel,
1: and oh my god, it's over. Yeah. That's so crazy. Well, it's not over, but <laughs> season 1 is over. Yeah. It's so crazy. But yeah, we we chugged through a whole season of Angel, and I think the week and a half release schedule is just the
0: right amount of enough but not too much and good news to all you fans we are not in fact going to take a a break between ending this this season of angel and starting up buffy again none that you'll notice yeah none that you'll notice so that's it keep on listening yeah we'll be
1: here this has been another episode of Ale with angel hot Diggity dog. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. If you wanna buy some of our shit, head on over to store.bearwithbuffy.com. We've got stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, zip-up hoodies, pullover hoodies. We don't have actual bottle openers yet, but god damn it, we're gonna find a way. Fucking working on it. And if you wanna find a way to support us for free, review us on iTunes any goddamn one of you if you've already submitted an itunes review email us with proof that you submitted that itunes review and we will give you a small gift for free i will mail it to you if you want to become one of our patreon supporters head on over to patreon.beerwithbuffy.com if you ever have any questions comments or concerns email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com you can also leave us a voicemail at 269-743-0783 you can also text that number Huge shout-out to J.J. Treadway for all of our opening and transitional music. This has been Ale
0: with Angel. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And you know what makes me really sad about the Shanty song? No. I couldn't figure out how to fit a goddamn line about Keanu Reeves. You Son of a, a bitch! I make allowances for you years, but I expect a certain amount of responsibility, and instead of which you would enslave yourself to this, this cult... You don't like the color? You have a sacred birthright. You were chosen to destroy vampires, not to wave pom-poms at people. Why can't you people just leave me alone? You are the slayer. Go
1: ahead. Pam. I'm a watcher.
0: my <sighs> you suck you by everything you've ever dreaded was under your bed but told yourself couldn't be by the light of day one gallon all the world can one gallon all the world said it was a bit um, british wasn't it Whee! wait what have we done Wh- why are we watching this <laughs> <laughs>